Welcome back to the Tasty Morsels of Critical Care podcast. Um, today we'll talk a little bit about ventilation. Ventilators remain one of the dark arts and the hidden mysteries of critical care. And intensive care is a fairly generalist specialty overall, and we share our core knowledge with a lot of other specialties. But when it comes to ventilators, you enter the niche world of intensive care where arcane knowledge of boutique ventilators from the late 70s reigns supreme. My own fumblings around ventilation concepts are merely my attempt to grasp some of the basic concepts and apologies in advance for the inevitable errors. Ventilator cycling refers to the variable used to end inspiration. Triggering, which is a whole different topic, refers to what is used to initiate the breath. So when a breath is triggered, gas starts to flow into the patient. At some point, the inspiratory flow has to come to an end and the ventilator has to cycle from inspiration to expiration. This can be time-cycled. For example, after half a second of inspiration, the breath converts to expiration. Or it can be flow-cycled. For example, once the flow rate drops to a certain level, the ventilator cycles to expiration. It is worth noting that cycling is not the same as the control variable in ventilation. For that, for example, we have pressure control and volume control ventilation. Again, topics in themselves covered at a later date. So for example, in a pressure-controlled, time-cycled breath, the ventilator will target a certain pressure during inspiration, for example, let's say 20 centimetres of water. Once it reaches that target, it will maintain that pressure until the set time has passed for inspiration before cycling into expiration. The pressure control controls the pressure achieved by the ventilator, but the time that you set is what determines the cycling from inspiration to expiration. So for newbies to intensive care, that can be a subtle but important difference that it's worth taking the time to understand. So what follows now is a brief summary of the basics and advantages of each type of cycling. So for example, let's look at time cycling. This is typically found in mandatory modes of ventilation um, and the, the cycling here is determined by the interaction of the I to E ratio and the respiratory rate. So I to E is the ratio of inspiration to expiration. So for example, at a respiratory rate of 20, assuming a three second breath with an I to E of one to two, there will be inspiration for one second before cycling to a two second expiration. Changing the respiratory rate and the I to E ratio will change when the cycle from inspiration to expiration occurs. So the advantage, perhaps, of time-cycling ventilation, it probably gives you a higher mean airway pressure overall. So the, the pressure or the volume that you set is held in the lungs for a set period of time, as opposed to the patient breathing out whenever they want. The resultant higher mean airway pressure will improve oxygenation. So flow cycling, what about that? So flow cycle threshold is a reasonably descriptive term, but it has a different name in every, every machine. In the almost ubiquitous servo I ventilator found in Irish intensive care units, this is controlled by the cycle off setting. If you want to prolong breath, then you set this low. For example, in something ridiculous like 2%. This means the flow in the circuit has to decrease to 2% of the peak inspiratory flow before it cycles to expiration. There's not really a good and a bad to how you set this, but you certainly can cause over-distension if you leave it for too long before cycling to expiration. If you set the percentage too high and the breath will end earlier than the patient might wish. Ideally, you want to cycle to expiration whenever the patient neurologically has completed inspiration, which is actually a surprisingly tricky thing to measure. The advantage here is that it's probably a more comfortable um, way of breathing, for, especially for the spontaneous breathing patient, as the ventilator will more likely be in tune um, with when the patient wants to uh, end the inspiration and transition into expiration. There are some things that make flu cycling quite tricky, for example, a bronchopleural fistula. If you're trying to actually 
determine the, the flow and you've got a big giant leak that's heading into a pleural cavity and artichestrian that's going to make flu cycling difficulty. Cuffless tracheostomies. So, for example, if you've got a, a trachea and the air goes in, you're going to get a variable amount that goes out through the mouth. So what comes back in the expiratory limited ventilator will not be matching what went in. A similar thing applies to mask leak and non-invasive ventilation. And all of these will make it very difficult to set a low insp cycle off percentage as the flow will never get that low as it'll be continuous leak. Okay, that's me for today. Until next time, thanks for listening.